Welcome back to the QEH podcast, the place to find out more about the school and to connect with staff, pupils and parents at a deeper level. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the QEH community, asking them questions and spending time understanding more about them and more about the school. Now today we're talking to Director of Development, James Bailey. James will talk us through why exactly it's so important that schools keep in touch with their alumni, why independent schools sometimes have a much better alumni network than state schools do, and whether students who return to QEH look back fondly at their time in school. But we also find out some of the upcoming events James is planning and how they've been affected by the pandemic. That's all coming up in this episode, so come with me now as we speak to Director of Development, James Bailey. James, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's been a busy couple of weeks, just been around the country, touring around the country, meeting some of our recent leavers, having a drinks tour around the UK. So that's been very fun, but yeah, quite a few late nights in a row. I'm getting on a bit. I don't think I can handle that now. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me which places you've been to around the country then. So Nottingham, Leeds, Durham, Edinburgh, London... So yeah, just having like drinks with our recent leavers, our old Elizabethans who are at universities in those cities, um, having little gatherings in various Weatherspoons of the north of England. And when you say recent leavers, I mean, how recent are these leavers? Yeah, so it varies. Some, you know, left literally in the summer, so their first year at uni. Some others left probably about 10 years ago. So it's, it's nice to kind of link people up in their cities. Lots of them don't realise there are other old Elizabethans living in Edinburgh, for example. So it's a nice opportunity for them to get to meet new friends or meet up with old friends. Okay, got it. Understood. So, James, tell me a little bit about how you got involved in doing what you're doing. right. Well, first of all, actually, tell us what it is that you're doing at QEH right now. Yes. Yeah, so my title is Director of Development. Yeah, quite a, quite a big title. But I suppose in simple terms, I'm in charge of alumni relations. So when a people leaves QEH, they become known as an old Elizabethan. And essentially then I'm their contact with the school after that. So mm-hmm. we have about 4,000 old Elizabethans on the database, you know, going right from 18 up to 100, 100 years old. What, literally 100? Yeah, I think we've got, yeah. Recently we did a remembrance event with a man who's 99. I had a good chat with him talking about his memories of being here during the Second World War. So yeah, covers a huge range of ages. And yeah, so my role is really to keep everyone in touch with each other and to keep them in touch with the school. And at what age are people when they generally are happiest to reconnect with the school? It's interesting. I think previously, I think the school left it quite late to get in touch with people. And I do think there's that certain sense of nostalgia, maybe when you, I say when you reach 50, 60, and you're like, oh, you know, school days, people get back in touch at that point. Mm. I think what I'm really trying to do is allow people to stay connected as soon as they leave, kind of, you know, as I said, at universities or as soon as they've left, kind of keep them in the kind of QEH mindset at that point and, you know, link them up with friends and use the, the network well at that point. And what do you find the reasons are for people wanting to stay in touch with school? It's interesting because it's not always the people who actually enjoyed school <laughs> that like um, staying in touch. I think, I think nowadays it's so important, I think, to have this network. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so keen to include younger old Elizabethans as well as the older, older, older Elizabethans. You know, you go to university, it's quite a big change. You know, you step out of the comfort zone. You know, and we hear lots of stories in the papers about students struggling with loneliness. So I think it's nice to have a network that they can kind of attach themselves to and keep in touch with. Also, one of the things we're really trying to do is kind of promote the whole like network and it's not 
what you know it's who you know so we have a whole range of old Elizabethans who can help with careers which I think is very useful for anyone starting you know a career leaving university mm. that they can just tap into this network and find an accountant or find a doctor that can give them advice on a future career. So let's go back to your own education for a moment then James where did you go to school? So I went to school at QH so mm-hmm. my first involvement with QH was nearly 20 years ago now I spent most of my life involved with QH I think it was probably autumn 2002 I remember vividly coming for the open day I was meant to be playing a football match on that Saturday and it got called off I remember my dad saying oh do you want to pop into QH and have a look around it's the open day so I thought we went in it must have been a very wet day presumably for the game to have been called off and how old were you at this point if you don't mind me asking I'd have been yeah 10 year six yeah 10 years old probably 10 11 yeah and I remember coming in obviously feel like felt like Hogwarts the whole kind of Harry Potter vibe, this big castle on the hill. I remember walking around the science labs where they were doing experiments, experiments with Bunsen burners. And they had a cardboard cutout of Hugo Weaving from The Matrix, who was a old Elizabethan. And I was just like, wow, I've got to come to this school. See, so yeah, then it was probably a few months later, I remember coming for my induction day. And this still sticks in my mind. We had, a, I think it must have been a history lesson. It was with a teacher called Mr. Bateson, who was deputy head later on. And there's 30 of us or so in the class. And he asked if there are any Tottenham fans in the room. And if there are, can they stand up? So I, I nervously stood up, the only one in the class who stood up, not surprisingly. And I was wondering, you know, why does he want to know who supports Spurs? And he just said, you'll get on well in this school. And that was like my first main memory of QEH. And I did get on quite well. I enjoyed my time here as a pupil. And yeah, I'm back here working now. And did you find it even slightly intimidating coming in for that open day? You mentioned it being like, you know, almost like a Hogwarts environment. I mean, how did that feel at the time when you were at such a young age? Yeah, certainly. And I, my primary school was very, very small. You know, one of the schools with about 15 people in a, in a class. And it's come into this huge castle-like school, which I'm looking up right now at. It still, it still seems slightly intimidating just looking up now. My office at the school is down the bottom of the staircase. So I look up at the school every single day. And I remember, you know, all these stairs and, yeah, just this massive castle-like building certainly would have been scary. When I look out now at the the little kids who start, and I I kind of remember that moment. But, of course, I'm presuming, just to reset that or recalibrate that, that actually it it may appear like that on the outside, but the reality on the inside is a little bit different. Yeah, certainly. I think it's that kind of the outside, it looks very scary. But I think once you get, get to know it... It's very different. Although I would say the school has changed a lot in the, yeah, nearly 20 years since that moment. I I think when I started, it was actually quite scary back in the early 2000s. I think it's probably been modernised a lot since that point. I think when I started, there was still a school marshal. You had your, there's a lot of, the staff were kind of ex-military. It was probably still stuck a bit, 1970s boarding school vibe. So I think in the last 20 years, it's changed enormously, certainly been modernised a lot since that point. And yeah, I'm, I think it's a lot more friendly now, a bit more welcoming than it was probably back then. Well, that's good to know it's more friendly and more welcoming. Tell me some of those other ways in which it's changed over those 20 years then. So I think a lot changed actually during my time here. I think between I was here between 2003 and 2010 as a pupil, and they were quite significant years. That was when boarding closed, I think 2007, the creation of the junior school, the opening of the new sick form centre. So that was quite major changes at that point. I was actually the first captain of boarders who hadn't been a boarder 
which was quite amusing for all my friends who just thought I was captain of nothing, essentially. And we still carry on the role as like an honorary title these days. But then obviously since then in the years I wasn't here, the major change is having girls in the sixth form, the sixth form being co-educational, which has obviously changed the school enormously. And I think for the for the better, certainly been a positive from where I'm. OK, so tell me a little bit more then about the need to connect with students as soon as they've left and to well not even to reconnect but to just to keep in touch with them why do you find that that's so important as opposed to leaving them to I was going to say leaving them to enjoy university but leaving them to go off and experience university and then to reconnect with them when they're maybe a couple of years in you know in the workplace after they've left university yeah I don't you know I I don't think it's like we're harassing them straight away as soon as they've left if they don't want to be part of the the network that's obviously fine and you know we're very welcome to people coming back at any point, whether it's after they finish uni or if it's in, you know, 30, 40 years time. We had a recent dinner at the school for alumni and, you know, quite a few of them hadn't been back into the building in 30, 40 years. So you do mm-hmm. get quite a few former pupils who leave it that long and then kind of come back into the fold. But I just think it's nice to kind of have that option open to them. And certainly one of the things we're really trying to do at the moment with utilising the alumni is for mentoring purposes Mm-hmm. And if our younger old Elizabethans can help with that, that's brilliant. You know, they can pass on our advice about what university they're at to our current sixth form. I think it's one thing looking around a university open day, kind of getting a bit of a almost fake view of it, you know, the, the view that the university wants to present. I think it's much more useful for our sixth formers to be able to talk to a to people they know from the year or two above them and say, oh, mm-hmm. actually, what, what's it like at Nottingham? What's it like at Leeds? And our pupils can then, you know, get that insight So I think it's kind of a bit of a, you know, both of us benefit from having a relationship as soon as they've left the school. I'll go around the country giving them free drinks and keeping them connected and they can kind of come back and help with that mentoring purpose. So tell me about some of the events that you've run in the past and why some of them have been so successful. I'm imagining that during the the COVID months or 2020 and 2021, that was a little bit different. But then what sort of events you might have coming up in the future as well? Yes, obviously the last couple of years have been very tricky for this for this role. It's been a lot of postponing, cancelling, rearranging events, often at the very last moment. We have a kind of a usual calendar of events where we have events across the country. In the last few months we we've had a lot of events which have been pushed back. So we had a we had our leavers event for two years running in a, within a week of each other rather than a year of each other. We have a big touch rugby event in the summer. We have yeah, informal and formal drinks events across the country. We have a big dinner in Bristol every November. And again, it's really nice to get old Elizabethans across the board. So this, the dinner we had a few weeks ago, you know, you had pupils who were 18, 19, and then you had always one who's celebrating his 90th birthday the following day. So it's really nice wow. that, you know, people who you wouldn't think would necessarily have much in common if they bumped into each other in the street, but they come in back to QEH and they have this kind of shared connection that they can talk about, whether it's like playing football in the yard or just their memories are very similar, even though they're separated by 70 years. This may be a slightly controversial question, but but what in my experience of looking at schools, I tend to see that the independent sector has a much better alumni network, much better at keeping in touch with former pupils than, than the state school community does. Why do you think that might be the case? So I would say we keep in touch for three reasons. One, for the social aspect of it, it's important to keep connected with our old Elizabethans. Two, for the mentoring. And three, some which 
applies more to the private sector than the state sector is bursaries. One of the main things we we get from our former pupils is donations. We actively seek donations for our bursary appeal. Lots of our former pupils donate very generously to this. And this is something which we're very keen to push at the moment. After all, the QH was founded on the principle by John Carr that the school is here to support poor, poor boys, poor pupils across the city of Bristol. And I think all private schools, not just QEH, but have kind of drifted away from this this view in recent years. Um, even since I was a pupil, I think the last 10 years, the fees have gone up a lot at private schools. So we we do rely on the generous donations from former pupils and parents to give back to QEH so we can support more, some, uh, support more pupils here on bursaries. Mm. Um, at the moment, we support about 10 to 15% of pupils on bursaries. We'd love to increase this. I think the ideal vision for the school would be that we could take any pupil, irrespective of their background or their wealth, we just take the best pupils. So that's the goal. Obviously, there's a lot of fundraising to, involved in that. Yeah, that, that's a, a viewpoint I'm sure Rupert would echo and something that, that he touched on during his own podcast recording uh, a few months ago. Now, sometimes within, uh, within alumni circles, some people sometimes have the feeling that the school only wants to keep in touch with them for fundraising purposes. That, that that's ultimately the reason for the school wanting to keep in touch and and maybe they might feel like it gets dressed up and that there are these sort of elements which make it worthwhile to stay in touch but ultimately it is just about give me your money in the nicest kind of way what might you say to someone who's an old elizabethan who might be feeling even slightly that way no i agree and i i think that was probably one of the problems with leaving it 40 50 years to get in touch with a former pupil you know, you don't really take any interest in their life. And then when they get to 70, you ask them if they can leave a legacy to the school. I can see that that does not come across very well. I think, you know, it's not just financially old Lisbethans can help. You know, it'd be lovely if they could all give back um, financially. But there are so many other ways which they can help if they, you know, appreciated their time at school. Mentoring being one of them, which I've just spoken about, and how they can give back their time, their expertise, their advice is as valuable to the pupils as giving giving money back to the school so yeah i think there's a variety of ways which they can help and for us i think yeah obviously the cynic would see it as we are here to get money off people at the end of the day but i think it's also just you know we do care about the pupils i think it's that strange relationship where you know these pupils have been here for seven years in the senior school some have been in the junior school so they could have been here 10 11 years and i don't think we want it to be like oh goodbye that's it you know enjoy your life maybe get back in touch when you're 80 I think we want to carry on this relationship. I think, you know, lots of teachers love to see what these people are doing. They know, you know, want to know what they're up to. I think it's lovely. I think it's really nice when we get people to come back into the school and everyone kind of, you know, immediately makes a beeline for them to ask what they're up to. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm kind of rambling now, but, <laughs> but it's, yeah. It's a great answer to a tricky question, actually. I'm dying to know then what kind of responses you get from people when they do step back into the building, especially those who haven't been there for a long time. Is it always feelings of, of positive memories that they have? Or do sometimes people come back in saying, actually, I'm, I'm happy to be here now, but I wasn't happy at the time because it was in the you know, 1970s or 1960s. And, and also, do people come in sometimes feeling like things have changed for the worse 
not suggesting that things have got worse, but they're just kind of seeing it through their eyes how they used to be. I'm kind of thinking as well about uh, being co-ed in the sixth form, whether anybody ever comes back in saying, actually, it should still be boys in the sixth, in the sixth form and, and not co-ed. Yes, yeah, it's a really interesting question. As I said, obviously, my job involves dealing with people of all ages. So that's, you know, that's a, a huge amount of time. And a lot of pupils have gone through the school. And it's not just QH, which has changed in the last half a century. It's, you know, society, the whole of the world has changed in the last half a century. So so many things have changed. People's opinions have changed. So you do get a, a mixture. You get people who come back and say they love their time at school. You get people who come back and say they hated their time at school. It's interesting. Often these are from the same generations. You know, obviously everyone has a different viewpoint of their time at school. It suited some people. It didn't suit others. I don't think you're ever going to find a school which 100% of people say, yes, they love their time. Mm-hmm. I think the school probably was a very different, lot stricter place at times in the 50s and 60s. And we probably get less alumni coming back in from, from those years. From what I've heard, it was probably not the the nicest place at certain points of that decade but most of them come back and they you know they do share memories which is amazing which I would also share so someone who was here in the 1940s 1950s played football in that same playground that same yard that I played football in you know they come in like oh those those goalposts are painted in the same place they've not changed at all so you know other classrooms obviously moved around and things have changed but lots of those memories are still the same whether you attended here in 1950 or 2018 or whatever so that's really nice on the talking about the co-ed yeah that was i'm not gonna lie that was quite a controversial (laughs) move and i think obviously you remember your time at school if you remember it fondly you don't want things to change i will be honest myself i was here when it was at all boys school when i heard the news qh was going co-ed in the sixth form i was i probably wasn't the biggest fan of that that decision at that point because you remember it how you remember it, you know, I had a great time in the sixth form. I liked it, how it was. Why change that? Obviously, I have the advantage now of being here to see how positive that's been. And I actually think it's been a really good thing for the school. And I think, you know, with hindsight, it was a great decision. Obviously, lots of former pupils don't have that insight. They don't have the advantage of being here to see it. So they just kind of think, oh, why has this changed? Why has that changed? I also get a lot of emails about... <laughs> about uniforms why <laughs> we have the blue coat uniform which is worn for special occasions and if there's a photo where one of the pupils isn't wearing the right yellow socks or you know the collar's not on right I do get quite a few emails from some of our older old Elizabethans correcting me about that and it's amazing how everyone has an opinion on on uniform or various things like this. Tell me a little bit then about some of your alumni who are living overseas I mean I imagine that some are living in places all around the world and if you're living in a different country, then it's easier, I imagine, to feel more disconnected to your home country, more disconnected to your school. Do you find that people that are living overseas are still happy to keep in touch with QEH? Yeah, I think we have alumni in something like, you know, 30 odd countries around the world. And I think, you know, lots do still have this affinity. I think certainly in America, it's very popular in the culture to keep in touch with your, your high schools and stuff. And I think lots of our American alumni are very keen to to see QH do well, even, you know, from across different countries. Yeah, I think with, it's easier now, obviously, you know, even in recent times, you'd have maybe come back for an event and that was it. Whereas obviously now you can keep in touch so much easier with, with technology so they can kind of, you know, keep up to date with all the news from wherever they are. It is nice with some of the events. This, even in COVID times, 
in our November dinner, we had a man fly in from New York just for the dinner who came back especially. And normally we have an old Elizabethan who flies in from Canada every year for the dinner. So yes, no matter how far you are away from Bristol, it's, it's really nice to see people are keeping in touch with the school. Okay, so let's imagine, last question then, that I'm that I that I'm an old Elizabethan and I'm somewhere in the world, could be in the UK, could be anywhere else. I haven't reconnected at all with the school. Where could I go to find out more and actually make that connection? Yes. So we have a website which is qehelizabethansociety.com and you can sign up there as a old Elizabethan and give us your latest details that's always the, the tricky thing if we do kind of lose contact with someone it's very hard to get back in touch about them providing us with their new details or they can just drop me a message and yeah it'd be lovely to reconnect with our old Elizabethans. and to drop your message what's the best way for them to get in touch with you they can email me at jbailey at qehbristol.co.uk jbailey and that's b-a-i-l-e-y that's right yeah Perfect. Well, look, James, thank you for your time. Thanks for being here and explaining all of this to us. It makes me want to be a, an old Elizabethan myself. It really does. But uh, I really appreciate your time and appreciate you giving it up to be here today to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that was Director of Development, James Bailey. Thank you, James, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. It was great to talk to you. Now, if you'd like to get in touch with James, then you can email him at jbailey, that's B-A-I-L-E-Y, jbailey at qehbristol.co.uk, and he'll be right there to help you. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.